Welcome to the Happiness Contribution Show with me, your happy host, Rosaria Cirillo. On the show, we talk about the various roles happiness plays in our individual lives and in business, and about the benefits that being happy brings. And we share knowledge and practices about what contributes to our happiness. Join me and my guests on this happiness journey together and get involved by visiting our website at happinesscontribution.com. Welcome, everyone. What a delight to have you all with my lovely, lovely host today, Rosaria. Thank you, Chantal. So let me tell you about today's episode. So if you've joined previous episodes, you know that Rosaria is always wearing yellow. She is also the author with Stan Phelps of the Yellow Yellow Goldfish. And in that, in that book, they explored an amazing, amazing model. And the model is called the Sunflower of Happiness. And, you know, in previous episodes, we asked you, like, what would you like to hear more about? What would you like to do more about? And really, um, I think there was overwhelming requests that we actually work through that uh, sunflower of happiness. So this is going to be, a, 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 I think, of a, a quite a, a fast-paced session, but Rosaria wants to give you just an amazing experience and give you an opportunity to just evaluate where you're at. So Rosaria, with that and a lot of gratitude for what you had prepared for us today, I'm going to hand over to you. Thank you, Chantal. And I'm going to start to ask you, what is your happiness factor outward? So, and this means how do you prefer to contribute to other happiness? When you think about how do you make your family, your friends happy, what are your favorite way? So for me, it's, I try to do it with bringing my energy, my smile, my, my enthusiasm. What are your ways in your own words? And the next question is about you. What is your very own happiness fuel? What does contributes to your happiness? How do you recharge your battery? What recharges your battery? Again, in your own words. What are we gonna do about this today? We are gonna go through three steps, three A. The first one is we are gonna acknowledge. So we are gonna check on the sunflowers of happiness, how full is our pollen tank? Or if you come up with any other better words for this, please let me know. I'm still trying to find the right uh, terms. But like the pollen tank, how, be, how full is each of the petals of our sunflowers of happiness? Then we are gonna align as in to think, why is that? And maybe is it okay that I just have a six on this uh, pollen tank because that's all I need on this particular petal? Uh, or do I need to have, I want to have more? And if I want to have more, how can I amplify it? What kind of action can I take, especially during the summer? What kind of actions can I take to really take care of my sunflowers of happiness? How did we come up to these sunflowers of happiness and to those nine different petals? As Chantal mentioned, it started with the analysis that we did with, with Yellow Factor and Yellow Goldfish. So the books were really focused on how do companies contribute to happiness for their customers, their employees and society overall? What are the trailblazers out there? And what are the nine areas which if we look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs and looking at our entire analysis, what are the nine areas that we identified where this contribution existed because that's where customers, consumers, employees, human being have those type of needs. But as we looked at all of this, we noticed that those elements are just true for every individual. 
and that even when companies choose other ways than happiness to differentiate themselves, at the end, every company in each of us can just have a yellow factor and do their very little uh, uh, extra that seeds happiness, shines sunlight, and contributes to a happier, healthier world. But all of this still starts from our individual space. We first need to fill in our teapot before we can fill up any cup from anybody else. And that's where then um, the, the yellow factor come into place. So what I invite you to do now, looking at those as the nine factors of happiness, so now trying to categorize what before you shared with us in an, uh, um, with your own words, under which of those nine petals of happiness would you say that your preferred way to contribute to others' happiness falls into? Cool, looks like empathy is a, is a, is a strong one in this group, but immediately followed by purpose. And the next question is, but what is your happiness factor inwards. So what are the elements that most contribute to your very own happiness if you need to put them under those nine petals? So what we are gonna do now is to look at each one of them in a more in-depth level. So what you also have that we have provided into the, um, into the chat is an, uh, an, a little scheme. It's kind of like you could compare it to the um, wheel of life. That's really where our inspiration with Stan came from. But rather than the wheel of life, which really looks at work, family, finance in a separate way, we thought of introducing the sunflower of happiness because what we saw is that um, each of those elements is really responding to some of our deepest needs and that it doesn't matter. I mean, I need to be healthy everywhere. I don't need to be healthy only in my work or in my life or in my finance. So those uh, uh, elements span across all the different areas. So what we have created for you now is a tool in which we're going to go now through each of the nine elements. And as we go through each of those nine elements, you can actually, if you have printed, you can color the um, uh, lines or you can just put a score on a paper for you. We are going to see how are you doing? How full is your health petal? Are you only having one or two lines there or you have the full 10? And where do you want to be? So like my health, for example, I mean, I would say around seven or eight. I've been having a headache for the past four days. So I would say I'm around seven or eight. And that's also very much where I want to be right now. Eight, nine, maybe I kind of, maybe I feel like it's almost impossible to have a 10 for health, but that's a bit how, how this resonates with me. So that's the invite also for you. Yeah, let's start with each and looking at each of the nine factors. So the first one, it's really about health. What do we mean with health? We mean both physical, and also mental health, uh, because we really need both for just everything else in life and in business. And behind this petal or these elements of health, there are all sorts of needs, which go from the quality of the air that we breathe to the quality of the food that we eat. Exercise was already mentioned by many of you as a key element that contributes to happiness, because that is a major element of our health. And so it is rest, sleep, the light that we absorb. That's why we're normally um, happier in the months where we have the more sunlight, but also safety. It's a big part of it. And so it's warmth or water. So having said that, how would you say that you score when it comes to health? 
and hear more about why you're scoring a three or a four, what's getting on the way, what's making you score three or four, or if you're sharing, uh, scoring an eight, what is allowing you to, to be so full on that, uh, on that tank? But what are the elements that make you have this tank, this petal full or empty? And then uh, the next one is autonomy. What is autonomy? Autonomy is about feeling in control of our actions, life and work, and really having a feeling of balance, but also of integration. In some cases, especially when it comes to indeed um, mastering life and work, it might be that it isn't really about balance and it's like, oh, 50-50, but it's more about integration. So especially in this year, many of us have experienced having homeschooling and the kids at home. How were we able to integrate? How are we able to find space for everything else? Um, Autonomy can come also in many other ways. I, I discovered last year that one element that I didn't even realize how much was impacting my autonomy was my business car. I had a business car recorded on my, on my company, but I could only drive that car for business. And I had a maximum of 500 kilometers that I could use for personal use before, using hell, uh, before having to pay a hell lot of taxes. And every single time I jumped in the car, I had to track how many kilometers I was doing to go where. I, at some point, I sold the car last year because I wasn't using anyway, and I bought a very small electrical car. And only at that moment, I start to have freedom and autonomy that if I actually just want to go one day to the beach, because all I want to do was to sit on a beach and, and think, I could just do it. I did not have to record my kilometers anymore. And I, did not, so, and I had never realized until that moment how much just that little change was impacting my autonomy, even without being conscious about it. So here also, the question is, where are you right now with autonomy and what are the needs here? So the needs behind elements is really everything about being able to have choice in, in what we do. It's about also education because education, especially in today's world, allows us for autonomy. It's about enablement, which is also like so important also in organization, um, being enabled to take the action that we have to take, feeling empowered, uh, but it's also about feeling independent or having the time and space. And sometimes also with the kids, I think in the year of lockdown, what sometimes I missed the most was time and space. Um, like just yesterday, that for the first time, the kids were sleeping somewhere else. And today, like not having to worry about, oh, are they coming home? Is the dinner ready? Or, or, or it, it's just, it's all those little things. So it's like, how often do we really manage to get for ourselves that time and space? So here again, if you go to Slido, you have now the possibility, so you can score it on your on your uh, petal, and then you can go in Slido and share what is your score on autonomy right now. It's funny how in health I recognize it also myself. I don't dare give it myself for nine or a ten for health, but on autonomy I start to see that there are people who are giving like a nine or a ten. So that's already very interesting to to see. Yet I see quite many on the four. So share with us, why do you feel a four? So the next one, the big one, it's purpose. What is purpose? Purpose is really about contributing to something better than ourselves and fostering a better world. So Chantal Adini was also mentioning being activist. That is also part of a purpose. It's part of, yeah, feeling that we are doing what we can to change the world that, uh, um, that we live in and we live it better than we found it. Um, so in terms of needs, here, it, there is really a lot. It is also about clarity. It's about knowing 
what is our purpose or i say sometimes also just choosing we spend so much time thinking oh i don't know my purpose i need to find my purpose while there's also a lot of wisdom in just choose one have clarity of the one change that you want to make it you can make that choice it's more because it's about a feeling of contribution it's about being conscious of what's around us it's about having that feeling of evolution of growth of evolvement um, purpose brings with it hope its sense of meaning um, but within purpose is also all the elements of spirituality so feeling connected with the universe and feeling part of something bigger and here again you can go now in, in slido and share with us how are you feeling that you're scoring on purpose fascinating how this is more condensed um funny but it's like it really has two two big elements where the most are concentrated so like the five and the eight and no one i see no one on the ten Rosaria? yes okay we've just we've got a question from the chat from patrick um what is the best way to answer these questions as a total human me at work me at home overall I love that. Thanks for this question, Patrick. And it's like, why do you want to elaborate also? Why would you feel that there is a difference? Do you feel that there is a, a striking difference between work and at home? Yeah, no, I think there's definitely a difference for being at work and at home. I think it's, it's different areas of, um, if you take the autonomy and the purpose, both of them is, is uh, at work, you might not have to take the, the luxury of deciding exactly what you want to do or where and how you do it and the same with the purpose the purpose that you're doing is is in a small area but when you're at home it's about your kids your life the greater community all kinds of different areas that you actually contribute towards so i think what i would say there it's um you can do this at all the different levels that you mentioned so you can kind of say okay the average and you can say, okay, so for me, purpose, maybe it's a six right now, because at home, I feel like I have an eight, but at work, I feel like I have a two. On the other side, you can also say, you know what, purpose for me, it's still an eight or a nine, because even though at work, I cannot pursue my purpose, I do so much outside of my work, that that's more than enough. So this is really about um, figuring what is that you need. What, so I'm like, you know, there is no, uh, one size fit all. It's like we often, uh, um, and I think that's also key elements of being human and being kind first to ourselves. Often we think we need to have a purpose and we need to do this and we need to do that. And by doing that, we put a lot of pressure on us. So it's like, what is that makes you happy? Is it purpose? Having a purpose or pur pur pursuing a purpose key to you? Or is it having an seven because seven it's at home with your kids and it's zero at work good enough for you that's really how i'm uh, also for myself trying to answer this and especially with purpose uh, it was also like i had to make a lot of peace with myself i mean to give you an example when i first started to think about the happiness contribution factor i put my purpose into changing the world and, fee, and trying to get away from MPS and move into happiness contribution factor. Like I put for myself my purpose so high up that was unbearable for me, the pressure. And then I was like, you know what? It doesn't make me happy. And why? You know? So I choose that maybe that wasn't even the purpose that I was sure. It's a purpose. It's not the purpose that I want to pursue. So I can still spread 
human kindness and kindness and happiness contribution factor as an idea, but without putting the pressure on myself of having to change something. And while you all voted, we go to the next one, which is play. So play is one of uh, my favorite. Play is really about expressing our deepest self without any judgment of fear, but really just focusing on the experience rather than the outcome and losing track of time. One of the definitions of play is really any activity that we do just for the sake of the activity, not because of the outcome and without the pressure of the time. And the type of needs that this one fulfills, it's really all things related to adventure, to creativity, it's about discovery, it's about being in the flow, it's about having fun, laughter, but it's also about the spontaneity and really vitality and feeling alive. So there again, I'm gonna update the, um, the, the poll in Slido. You can check your petal and share with us how are you doing on play. Ha, who is this one? Oh, like this is really spreading across, interesting. <laughs> no one is on 10, I'm like, oh. I, I am not voting, but I'm, I'm going close. I'm like, I think I give myself a nine on, on play. Okay, we need to work on play, so love it. Okay, next one. Next one, integrity. So integrity, it's really about being true to oneself and to our own value. So it's really about our self and our value. And it's believing and acting as a force of good, improving the world that we live in, but really also having a feeling of contribution to community and preserving the environment. So in some ways it's similar to purpose, but slightly different. It's much more about being aligned with oneself and what we believe. So if we look also at the type of needs from a psychological point of view that we collected under integrity, this is really about being authentic having a feeling of fairness, honesty, um, justice. So it's really like, here comes all the discussion that I'm having now about the Bezos of this world and the Amazon and all of those big companies, how much taxes do they pay? Fine, that maybe Amazon does not have a major purpose, but at least from an integrity point of view, they should pay fairness amount of, of taxes. So that's a bit also the difference between the two elements. And it's also, also about progress, quality, but it's also about taking time to reflect and uh, a transparency, being able to really trust the other person and to know what is really going on. So again, I activated uh, Slido for you to go and uh, um, vote on, uh, on integrity and see how you're doing there. For you all, we have prepared also in the blog post that we will share afterwards and, and also one of the recommendations to take this assessment from Brené Brown because also like an unlocking podcast now going all on about how to live wholeheartedly. It's incredibly connected to this and very useful to take that moment to, to charge up during those, uh, um, this break. But I, I love also, like I guess this also says, it's interesting eh? how now as a group, we are all switched between five and 10. Here you see that the integrity, at least in this, uh, in this tribe, it's, uh, it, it's quite on the high side uh, already. So it's, uh, also brilliant to see. And I'm still curious again, please feel free to share in the in the chat who is still on the five? Where are you still on the five? What's getting on the way for more integrity and authenticity? Then the next one is nature, also one of my favorites. And nature is really about moving from thinking 
to feeling from our head to our heart, our body, our soul. Um, and we can either experience nature or preserve nature, um, living in nature, or we can recreate some of the nature feeling by uh, appreciating beauty and by creating nature also in our environment. Like you see one example here in my office, from the day that I started as a consultant and I created my own office, I had my wall, had to have a wallpaper, which is nature. So on this side, I have the sea. And on the other side of that door, I actually have a forest. So that every day when I come in the office, instead of entering the office, I get the feeling for myself that I'm entering a forest. It's small changes, but for our brain, they're very important because um, our brain doesn't know the difference between what we imagine we experience and what we really experience. For our brain, is just as real, which is also a reminder why we shouldn't really think about anxiety thought or imagining accident happening, because then we are giving our body the very same anxiety already. Uh, what are the needs here? It's about beauty, it's about balance, harmony, calm, comfort, a feeling of completion, of ease, of peace and respect, because those are also all the emotions that nature automatically um, uh, transmits to us. So again, you know the drill now, you go to Slido and you can report what's your score on, uh, on nature. Ah, I see here a lot of uh, still three, four, five. What's getting in the way? What's getting in the way? Again, share with us what's getting in the way, because then on that one, we can also work on uh, even inviting guests in our next sessions that invite to address uh, some of those elements. With working from home, we really have to take the time to be more in the nature. So like uh, Patrick, also to your point, like sometimes I really have to force myself to go for walks. I mean, I have nature outside my window, but like sometimes I'm just so into work and I go, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, and that later doesn't come. And then it's like, okay, it needs to be because otherwise we, we don't create that space. And, and we're working from home. A lot of people that used to commute before, they really have also there missed the consciousness of how much that commute was a way to work and do exercise, to be in the nature. So it's really key that we replace it with, with dedicated time for, for works or for being in the nature. Okay, last three, empathy. So empathy, that, that's really the, the core of uh, Brené Brown and, and a lot also what I know about empathy is inspired by Brené Brown. And it really, the key here is that we are hardwired for connection and for empathy. Um, you know, relationship has been proven to be the key elements that uh, impacts our happiness because we feel the needs of feeling accepted and feeling connected with, with others. So here really, needs that are fulfilled under this category are all elements of acceptance, of appreciation, of belonging, of care, giving. So many of you already mentioned in your own words, the gifts or the kindness. Those are all elements that contribute to our happiness because they kind of give us a feeling of belonging, of care, and they ultimately are part of the empathy area. So here again, if you go to Slido, I now switch to empathy, you can mark what's your score when it comes to empathy and then the last two simplicity so this this one is one of the ones that i need the most and it's the one where i scored the lowest so this one it's about the importance of simplicity is that it's about reducing the mental and the physical energy consumption to achieve a result 
it's really to spend as little time as possible on things that don't matter so that we have time to be able for the things that matter. Uh, and it's really about um, uh, being easy for us to understand, to act, to remember. So for me, yeah, also it's where most of sometimes of my frustration also with companies comes from because I feel that things are being made more and more and more difficult as we go further with technology. It's like you have to figure how things work. And, and, and the moment you have figured how something works, suddenly it changes again. Um, so I was talking with somebody this morning about when he switched to Zoom already years ago, the moment that Skype started to like pin, 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 pin things because it, it got sold to Microsoft and suddenly it became extremely complex. And so with a lot of technologies, like why can it not just be simple? Um, so here, needs fulfilled are really about awareness, uh, clarity, but yes, also where efficiency comes into place. Because if things are simple, you can get done things like in, in, a, in a go, like you can just think and do it. But if you first have to figure how things work, then everything becomes more difficult to do. And it's also about order, it's about structure. And I say in many cases, at least for me, simplicity is also a key element of mental health, because the more uh, complex things are, the more stressy they also become. So again, you can go into your Slido and give yourself a score for simplicity. Yeah, here it's uh, interesting how this is much more yeah, separated, at least so far. And then see, it's also where, yeah, we have the lowest score. <laughs> again, share in the, in the comments why. Is it because of you or is it because of the complexity of the life? Because for me, a lot of it, it's because also of complexity of life and complexity of technology. And I'm like, I'm so looking forward in my holidays to be as much as possible on detox mode and off emails and off iPhone and off all technical complications. I just want to go camping. <laughs> Last one. Also my favorite, smile. So smile, it's both about a practical smile on our face, but it's also about celebration but we could not make celebration with the S to match happiness, but it's also mostly about gratitude because gratitude, it's really the most healing energy that we can have. And when we smile, we are also sending a message to our brain that life is good, that there is much to be grateful for, and that automatically brings us our vitality and inner joy, and we also feel more connected to others. When we look at the needs fulfilled from SMILE, it's really about acknowledgement, it's about appreciation, it's receiving an award, it's celebrating. Kindness is also part of this one. There's also an element of lightness, of recognition or of validation, but what also part of SMILE, it's mourning. Sometimes we are also in griefing mode and we also need to mourn, we also need to make space for um, yeah, the less happy feeling, that's also part of, so we don't only celebrate life, but sometimes we also have to celebrate or, but I said, mourn death or grief or anything that is missing. And, and especially sometimes like in this period of pandemic, we had to do a lot of griefing about the things that we missed um, and that we had to give, uh, we have to do without. So again, if you go in, uh, um, in, uh, Slido, you can now score the last one. 
Oh, I do see here we are much more on the nine or ten. That's very, very nice. And I moved you to the last two questions, which is now you're going to get a comparison of your own petals. So you're going to see which of your petals is the most empty. So where is that you are scoring the least? Oh, wow, play is getting so many. The next question is which petal was the most full? Let's look also the positive. <laughs> oh, look, smile. Yeah. <laughs> there is one more question in, in Slido, which is, what was the petal? Do you remember um, what was the petal that represented your main fuel? So which one is your main yellow factor? Remember at the beginning, before we started, ask you what is your main yellow factor? What is the one element that makes you the most happy? Do you still remember what it is? And can you check now how full that one is? If health was your yellow factor, how did you score? If at the beginning you said that health was your key fuel for you, and now you did the scoring, are you scoring a nine or a 10 on your main fuel, or are you scoring a one? The question now for you during the summer is to really think, how can you consciously and intentionally make more space and time for your yellow factor inwards during the summer. So what are the actions that you can do? And what we created for you, a blog post in which you find tips for each and every of those nine uh, elements and even more tips. And here, very quickly, we wanted to share just from four main areas, cultivating health. The quick tip for you here is taking care of your nest. Nest stands for N is for nutrition. So that's the food. And again, in the blog post, you will find a number of tips of what makes a really good food for you. Exercise, some of you already mentioned it, that exercise is a key part of their happiness. The other one extremely important is sleep, but also recovery. So not only you need your eight hours of sleep during the night, but as long as during the day you take micro breaks, that's also very good for your own recovery because those are all micro recovery. And then of course, with the holidays, you can take macro recovery. And the T is for touch. And this one is a key one, take time to hug, even though we had Corona, but at least with your family, with your friends, with your dear, still take time for hugging and hugs because touch is a really key element of our happiness and our oxytocin. And that's probably the one that we have been most deprived from because of the pandemic. So that's on health. When it comes to play, four tips. One, take time to draw. Paint with your hands. This is a real photo. I'm making the photo, but I was painting with my hands with the girlfriends here. Just paint with your hands, get connected, get dirty. Sing, dance, improvise, go on an adventure, be like a kid. Have a yes day. So there is a beautiful movie called Yes Day. In the blog, you will find the link it, watch it. And it's about really having a yes day where your kids will dictate what you do and you just do everything that they say and ultimately laugh. That's with play. Then about nature, how can you cultivate nature during this break? Something just as simple as doing a daily mindful, if possible, barefoot, maybe in your garden, walk, taking time to appreciate the beauty. Sometimes that's all we need. Just five minutes in the nature outside. I grow sunflowers and I take time every day to just admire how they are growing and how they are um, building up every single day. And the final one was cultivating smile. 
which also helps on our health, which is again, heart-focused breathing, loving kindness meditation, and inner smile meditation. We did some of those practices in the previous session. And again, in the blog, you'll find all the links to each of those uh, um, elements. So those one were four quick uh, um, tips for you. And now we want to ask you like share with us either in the chat or you can go again in Slido. What is gonna be then the one action that you will actually do out of this session? What is the one thing that you commit to do as a daily practice, but like take one element, one practice that you commit to do to, um, to do, uh, to take care of your petal happiness tank. One thing at a time, also for creating new habits, part of the science of happiness, it's like we can only change one thing at a time and we need at least 21 days to actually make the change. And the change is easier made if we attach it to something else. So breakfast, right after breakfast, I'll do my work. Uh, but trying to do it within moments of your day already. So I want to say thank you for creating the space for us to think and to actually, I mean, this is a life, life important session just in terms of recalibrating and, and, and realigning ourselves. So I, I really appreciate this time. I've had a lot of uh, thoughts um, and you know what? Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to put some of these things in practice. So Rosaria, thank you. Well, Thank you all. This was the Happiness Contribution Show. Available on YouTube as a webcast and on your favorite channels as podcast. If you like the show, we would appreciate if you share it with one person that may benefit from it too. Subscribe to our channel and tune in for the next episode. You can find all the episodes and discover more happiness contribution tips on our website, happinesscontribution.com. That's all for today. Stay happy and healthy and nurture happiness contribution.